0: Hey, welcome to the Michelle Mission, two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Len, a.k.a. the bat Triple. and as always, I'm joined by my partner. Hey, this, I think my mic is muted. No, but we can hear you. Okay, okay. hey, this is Vincent Williams.
1: <laughs> I just saw the little mic thing. It had a little slash through it.
0: I'm trying to help you. No, you, you, you're there. You're there. Okay. They can okay. hear you. And uh, we are bringing you, ladies and gentlemen, we're running a little bit late, but we're still going to make it funky for you as we bring you our review of Annie from 2014, starring Corvangine Wallace, Jamie Foxx, Rose Byrne, Bobby Caravalli, and helping us in this review is the person who brought this fantastic movie to the mission, it is the star of stage and screen and, and 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 nightclubs and 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 palladiums and stadiums and boardwalks all over, ladies and gentlemen. Uh and rocking out in the flyest Coca-Cola onesie that you ever did see. It is one very special, Melinda Doolittle in the building. How you doing, hey. Melinda?
2: I'm good. How are you guys? We
0: are
1: fine. We are <laughs> excellent. Excellent.
2: I I mean, first of all, thank you for that intro. Secondly, Vincent, where's your onesie?
1: I don't wear onesies. I only wear twosies. Ain't no twosie' Ain't it, no two. If it's if it's a shirt and pants, that's not a twosie? No. That doesn't Mm-mm. count as a twosie? How about shirt, pants, and socks? Is that a
2: onesie? None of it's acceptable because it's onesie night. It's
0: It's onesie night. Yes, Vincent. It's onesie night. Okay. And and I am, I am adorned in what I believed and was advertised as a onesie. Yet you are certainly wearing something. but according to uh, Melinda who is the ambassador of all things onesie the empress of
1: onesie (laughs) land you're like that lion in Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer who had a crown and wings
2: listen I mean I just know my onesies Okay, Uh, I own 12 a dozen onesies yeah it's a culture is that one dozeny (laughs)
0: <laughs> mm. Be quiet, Vincent. I, I'm, I I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning in real time
2: how it, this works. Is that one? Da- what started this obsession with onesies? I well, um, because I'm a germaphobe, actually, and mm. so hotels freak me out. The hotel floors, okay. and I never will get on a hotel floor without like something on my feet or whatever. And then so somebody said they make footy pajamas for adults,
1: oh. and you
2: can just like have those on for like when you're in a in a hotel and you have to touch the chairs or like i don't get in the bed in it because then that's gross because i've touched everything else right so if i just want to walk around the room sit in the chair sit on the couch in a hotel onesies and i was on the road all the time right and completely covered and i felt germ-free so then i just started buying them and realizing oh these are fun at home too (laughs) and here we are
1: okay are onesies only for inside or can they be outside Oh no i have
2: outdoor onesies
1: outdoor onesies
2: yeah so they don't have the feet in them so that i can put on like a cute little adidas or some boots or something like that with them or i have like the ones with like little spaghetti straps if it's real hot outside so i've got i mean i have options okay
0: Okay, mm-hmm. I'm with that. Mm-hmm. I'm with it. First of all, I like that she rep for Adidas. Yes, because yes. I'm I'm an Adidas man. Okay,
2: so, so I'm I'm with that. Yes, she is. She is. Yes,
0: she is. Now, wow. are
2: we going to talk about what you have on, though, Lynn? Okay. Okay.
0: All right. I am I am going to bring up for the for all of you at home, ladies and gentlemen, who may not believe that I actually have a onesie on. I do have a onesie. I had Vincent snap a picture.
1: Yes, yes, I did. Exa- so now I'm involved. <laughs> of, of,
0: exactly, of exactly what um, I am wearing, and yeah, there the, it is. That happened. That's that.
2: I, <laughs> <laughs> I here's. Uh, I want to be clear that I applaud your effort. So <laughs> I want to make sure that I say that, and then I want. To tell you that that is what we call a romper. That's not a onesie. It doesn't have legs. I don't. That's a romper.
1: Well, here we are, Lynn. You're wearing a romper. You're a but, grown man wearing
0: a romper. I wear the uniform of the four-year-old. Yes.
2: But you know, like at least you tried.
0: Because you tried.
2: Vincent didn't even.
1: Yeah, Vincent. All he has is a Black Panther T-shirt. I did not participate at all.
2: <laughs> no. So I, Lynn, I applaud you, and I'm grateful.
0: Well, thank you, thank mm-hmm. you. I and I, I did it for you, but apparently you did it wrong.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's but we're, you're closer than Vincent.
0: You're you're, you're
1: yes. <laughs> Still missed the mark. However, I just
0: like to point out you you missed the mark ever so slightly. Well, first of all. I'm thankful for everyone that is watching us as we stream live on Facebook and YouTube. Janine hey, hey. says, "A man with confidence yes, wearing a romper—you yes, would have to, you would have to." Yes. You would have to. <laughs> yeah, I guess.
2: you have great confidence in it. It looks great on you. It, I, it,
0: look, hey, and breebree five seventeen says, "I like the romper." There she you likes that's it. That's what I'm there saying. Go,
1: it the looks great famous. on you.
2: I'm just saying it's not a onesie.
1: This is, however, not a onesie. Okay,
2: I'm not saying it looks bad. It looks really good. It's just.
1: It's a romper. So so for the record, one onesie, mm. zero onesie, <laughs> zero onesie.
2: Mm, one you onesie, and I have on the same one amount romper. of onesies,
0: which is nunsie. We're wearing nunsies. Enough of you, Vince. Finished with you. <laughs> Enough of you. Um but uh <sighs> And, and if anyone wants to see Melinda in her onesies, go to her Instagram. She like has pictures of all of her onesies. Uh, she does all of her cameos. If you get a cameo from her, she does them in onesies. Okay. I mean, she is it, like, yo, she like she promises his people like I'm going to do everything in onesies. I'm done, you know. When I when I get yeah. home, she get, jumps into a onesie. I think it's waiting for her at the door. Like she it is, is in front.
2: It's right. Well, it's in my room by the Christmas tree. So that helps too.
0: By the Christmas tree? You have a Christmas tree up in your Is room? Is the tree still up?
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So downstairs, <laughs> the tree's been up since October of 2015. Okay. But then COVID hit and I was like, I need one in my room. So I got a norm, like a six and a half foot tree and I put it in my bedroom and I hooked it up to Alexa. And so every morning I say, Alexa, turn on Christmas. And I live nice. my best life in my one thing.
1: That's, that's not bad, actually.
2: That, it's not. Like the tree it,
1: hopes to sell it.
2: And we need it right now. Right? Everybody needs just a little bit of Christmas or something because it, it's too much mess. So
0: so that's interesting that, that you know when the COVID hit, you just needed that The wake up to Christmas. You just needed that little boost, right?
2: Christmas makes me happy. And so I was like, maybe I need like it closer. Like I don't have to go down the stairs to get to it. Okay. I can just have it in my room. So, yeah.
1: So right now we're, we're in the midst of Christmas in July, but you just keep it moving.
2: It's just always Christmas here. And I I don't turn on the downstairs tree every day. That okay. just happens when I'm real exhausted or I've had a bad day and I need some joy. Okay. But upstairs every day. Uh,
0: If you don't mind, Melinda, since you're going to be joining us for our review of Annie and we'll be talking about well, exactly why you selected Annie mm-hmm. and, and getting to know a little bit more about Melinda Doolittle and what makes her great... Um, you know outside of the onesies ladies and gentlemen but first we are going to get into our listener mail okay that we yeah. we have gotten shout out to each and every one of you that emails us we got an email Vincent from Stephen Hendricks hey Stephen In regards to our review last week of New Jersey Drive, as well as, and more to the point for Steven, our review of Summer of Soul. Yes. The new Hulu documentary. Have you you, uh, had a chance to check that out?
2: Uh, Not yet. And I'm so mad about it. My mom went and saw it without me because I was working. And so I'm just, I'm literally just trying to find like, a free couple of hours because I want to see it in the theater.
1: Okay, I can see that and, and I can see how it, it would be very powerful on a big screen. Mm, most definitely. Well, every good thing that you've heard about it is absolutely correct.
2: Oh, sure. I can't wait. Uh,
0: Stephen Hendricks writes, what's up? Been listening to this podcast for the past couple of months. Discovered you guys through your Menace to Society review and just binged episodes from there on. That's cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good start. I watched Summer of Soul with my mom and we both really enjoyed it. Especially Mavis and Mahalia Jackson's performance of Precious Lord. So powerful. Mm. From Stevie to Sly and the Family Stone to BB King. I really enjoyed enjoyed seeing footage of those people in their prime. B.B. King got constant play in my mom's car when I was a kid. So seeing him and his band just cut up on the stage really made me smile. I really would like to see a documentary about the guy Tony Lawrence who put the whole festival together just off of the things that they mentioned about him in Summer of Soul. Thanks for having such a great podcast. Peace. Oh, thank you, Stephen. I was thinking the same thing. About, about, about Tony, Tony Lawrence. Lawrence.
1: Like, you could tell he was a personality.
0: Yeah, yeah. Y- you know? Yeah, you really could tell because, like, you know, um, it's not unusual for when you see something like this. And, and even though this is a two-hour movie, the mm-hmm. festival, I think, takes place over a couple of days. A, right? Or weekends. Because I right. thought it was, yeah. That's right, because it was a series yeah, of was weekends. Yeah, it was a summer right. series almost. And, like, you could see like just in like uh, as it cut from scene to scene from Tony and just how he was dressing (laughs) I was like there was a little bit of a he's a bit of a like a showman. Yeah, you know oh yeah. I mean? Oh yeah. He was he was rocking the turtlenecks. He rocked the ass guy a couple of times. Maybe. Right, right. He was fly with it. Yeah. It was pretty cool. And um I liked that he shouts out BB King. hmm Because the first thing one of the things that I thought about this, and we went on about it last week. We were talking about, you know, Gladys Knight is on there right. and, and Stevie Wonder and and everybody on there. Um but one of the things that I thought is that this indeed is B.B. King in his prime Mm -hmm. because even if you are our age Mm -hmm. you're you're probably your most vivid pictures of B.B. King are still as an older guy. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? This is B.B. probably in his 30s, 40s, maybe touching 50. Right. You know but he definitely is still at the heights of his powers you know. Right. Um, And it's at a moment where blues I think is still celebrated. Right. I think I don't, you know, I don't know if like that huge crowd comes out for a blues performer now. Right. But there, they were still, they were like locked in step with BBK.
1: Well, we kind of talked about it. I love the fact there were so many different forms of music represented. Right. right. And everyone liked it and everyone participated. So, yeah. Just excellent, excellent, excellent documentary.
0: It was pretty dope. It was pretty cool. We also got an email from Sabria Hafiz. Hey, Mm -hmm. what's up, Sabria? Who has a a music question for us. And this is perfect because we have Melinda on the. All right. It's a music question for all of us. (laughs) Not to put you on the spot, but here's the spot, and you're on it.
2: Great. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, dear Len and Vince and Melinda and Melinda. Hello, I hope you, both of you and your families are well. I have a okay. music question. I know this is a black movie podcast, but occasionally I notice that you have slipped into the black music scene. Was David Ruffin? really the best thing to happen to The Temptations. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, Uh -oh. Oh, oh boy. Uh Uh-oh. Due to the Temptations movie on BET, the famous line of, ain't nobody come to see you, Otis, has been popularized. But I wonder, was it just an inflated ego and his noted drug use that had Mr. Ruffin believe he was by far the best singer in the group, or was it really true that he should have received top billing? What are both your thoughts oh. on this topic? And did you know anyone who saw The Temptations live while David Ruffin was still performing? i love to know. Keep up the good work. Fellow missionary, Sabria of Peace. Okay. Melinda, would you like to go first about <laughs> David Ruffin and his contributions to
2: go The Temptations? I gotta go first. Okay. Listen, David Ruffin could sing his tail off. So mm-hmm. let's be clear on that. Should he have had top billing? No, because he joined the Temptations. Like, he joined a group. Right. Mm-hmm. Was he who people came to see? Probably. Because he, he sang the big ones and he killed it. Like, he had his energy, his vocals were always on point. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they played background to his leads. Like, to his, like, killer leads. So, do I... Mm he should not have had top billing.
0: Right, right.
2: It would be like saying Beyonce and Destiny's Child. It's Destiny's Child, right? Right. But we all know Beyonce's killing. But the Mm -hmm. other two can kill too. Kelly and Michelle can kill. Mm -hmm. Right. Beyonce, like, she she sang a lot of the leads that, like, people just remember, right? Mm -hmm. That was David Ruffin in the day. like, But he was still a temptation.
0: See, now, now my sister... My, okay. old, my my older sister, who has multiple screensavers, to the contrary, would say that Eddie Kendricks Eddie, Kendricks, Eddie Kendricks. is, is okay. every bit the lead of the Temptations that David okay. Ruffin was. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Eddie is amazing. That's what I'm saying. Kelly and Michelle are great, too. They're really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like I, I bought Kelly's last single immediately because mm-hmm. she kills it. Mm-hmm.
1: You're ready for me to flip the table over? First of all, Little tidbit about that part in the Temptations movie, where 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 David Ruffin said "Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis." Improv. It's not in a script. Really, Leon came up with it. Leon, who plays David Ruffin, right. came up with the line during rehearsal. Wow! Oh, it oh. actually really bothered the dude who played Otis. They, like it, they, like it actually bothered him when Leon was yelling. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. So that was
2: real. He got in his
1: feelings. So that they actually told Leon, you know, ease up a little bit. <laughs> so when Leon is going, this is true. Leon talks about this in interviews. When Leon goes, Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. And he's got that disdain in his voice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's all real. That's real. That's all real. First of all. Second of all, there are musical fights that I've like, almost gotten into physical tussles over, mm-hmm. and this is one of them. You ready? Okay. I think Dennis Edwards is the best Temptations lead.
2: Oh, now. I okay. think David
1: Ruffin, before somebody, because this is when people won't punch me in the mouth. <laughs> I think David Ruffin is the best singer right. who was in the Temptations. Right. But I think Dennis Edwards was the better lead. Because they work, they did. I mean, you just said it a lot of times, and this was David's argument. Like, I'm singing lead, and the others are kind of behind me. Mm -hmm. After Dennis comes in, right? And especially when Norman Whitfield kind of becomes the the Temptations guy, right? It is more of a group effort. Also, there are more hits with Dennis Edwards' Temptations. Than with David, because David leaves. All the Christmas music? That's all Dennis Edwards. Oh. Is it really? David oh. Ruffin is not on any of the Christmas
0: songs. Really? Wow. Temptations have two Christmas albums. Dennis is lead on both of them. I thought he was on the at least the first Christmas
1: album. David Ruffin is not on any Temptations Christmas music.
2: Well, you've you've made your case, Vincent. I'm not mad at it.
1: Now again, depending on how many drinks have had, been had and who all is in the room, I've just it gets real like this is one of my arguments. I'm a Dennis Edwards person.
2: I, I mean, I love Dennis Edwards, and I I got to meet him one day, and I freaked out in really? his face. Nice. Yeah, because I don't I don't do well with people like that. Like if you're a legend, yeah, I don't. I'm not going to be cool about it. So I freaked out in his face. And then he asked me, did I want to sit on his lap? And oh.
1: I. Um, oh. I <laughs> this tracks.
2: But I didn't. And we were still, um, we had a great time. We had a great <laughs> And then he sang that night. And I, I, I didn't mean to tell that part of the story. It turned out. She I yada, yada yada I was, like a mug. Just, and he asked me to sit on his lap. I but I did was like I was like why did I say that out loud I take all of that part back we had a great time and okay. just sang his tail off that night mm-hmm. what are I, we, what else are we talking about tonight? well oh.
1: hey hey Melinda yeah I, I met Ollie Woodson once at the um at a I, well I didn't meet him I saw him at a restaurant in New York and I wanted to go up to him and say, Mr. Woodson, I've been treating him like a lady ever since you told me to, but I was too scared. You got scared. I was too scared. I, sh- I wanted to say, Mr. Woodson, I've been treating him like a lady ever since you told me to.
2: That would have been amazing.
1: I know. I didn't. I was scared.
2: I'm disappointed. He had on like
1: a white fur. <laughs> this is a true story. Yes. We saw Ollie, 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 Ollie Woodson at at the Shark Bar in New York. <laughs> And I actually asked Wendy, I said, I should go and tell him I've been treating him like a lady since he told me to. And then I got scared.
2: And you didn't even go up to him. And
1: I didn't even go up to him. Oh. That man. was
2: that was a missed opportunity. Yeah.
1: He did not ask me to sit in his lap, however.
2: We were moving on.
0: I'm sorry. So I, no, trust me. I was moving back.
2: But huh?
0: but I'll let you off the hook. I'll let you Thank off the hook. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. That'll be for Michelle After Dark. Yes. Thank you, Sabria. <laughs> um, but that was a great great question. Just to answer the question, um, I don't know which, you know. I honestly do believe while I love your story about Leon. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I believe that Leon I want to believe that Leon channeled. Mm-hmm. The essence of David Ruffin, in his improvisation, (laughs) yeah, at that moment, right. Um, And I also want to believe, if I remember correctly, that the Temptations' story, the 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 miniseries that Mm -hmm. we saw, wasn't that primarily from Otis's point of view? Wasn't? Yeah, because I think think things like the the
1: last original that's always been Otis is the last man standing.
2: Yeah, so I. I mean, Otis approved it. Right. Right. So he was channeling David Ruffin for sure. Just the actors got a little mixed up in
0: there. Yeah. Well, I
2: I I think that the the
0: actor was probably channeling a little bit of Otis. It was like, yeah, hey, 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 that ain't the script. Right. right. Where'd <laughs> that come from? Right. <laughs> Hold, hold up, hold up You tell him, I said don't say that
1: Yeah, uh, but it, it, it's it's playing good in the, in the test audiences well, We gotta put it in, we gotta keep it in the It's movie. the one line everybody it's remembers It's the one line everybody it's remembers the one line everybody remembers Because
0: the truth is, they weren't coming to Ain't see nobody Otis. coming to see you, Otis <laughs> we are here ladies and gentlemen on the michelle mission and we are going to be reviewing annie from 2014 in just a little bit but first we have a very special guest if you haven't checked her out is melinda Doolittle from your favorite season of american idols season six uh and she has been the star star and i and i'm not not lying when i said that she's been the star of like stages all over over the world, stadium. She, she's she been rocking and rolling every place. And The one thing I wanted to touch on, Melinda, as and we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. I heard you on the podcast First Time I Heard with Toya Haynes mm-hmm. speaking yes. about the first time that you heard Gladys Knight. And what I really appreciated about that episode is that it wasn't so much about the first time you heard Gladys Knight because it was because she actually did mean something incredible to you, but it was also about the first time you met Gladys Knight and your relationship with Gladys Knight. How did you develop or come to go from
2: worshipping Gladys Knight to actually having a relationship with her? I I mean, I credit Idol for so much, honestly. Um, It opened doors that I would have never imagined, but she was a guest for our finale and they were like... um, Lakeisha Jones she came in fourth my season and then I was third and they were like Lakeisha you and Melinda are going to sing a trio of Midnight Train to Georgia with Gladys Knight and I was like you got wow. to be kidding me really so I mean I they told me because they know how I am around people I love like I made a fool out of myself over Tony Bennett like they've just seen they had seen me in action
0: did you actually sit on Tony Bennett's lap
2: I what? didn't you know what? I thought we were, that was, a different, that, was a different that was a different segment. This is meet Melinda. I'm not telling you that. This is revenge, uh.
1: this is revenge of the romper. She <laughs> feels like,
2: but they basically they just seen how I act. And so they prepped me for Gladys Knight. And so I was very, like I practiced what I was going to say And just was thanking her and telling her what an inspiration she was. And she was so kind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then she started singing and I literally fell to my knees and started crying. Mm. I just never. And I, she came down, knelt down beside me and was like, baby, why are you crying? And I was like, (laughs) do you know who you are? (laughs) I mean, just freaked out. And she looked at me and said, well, thanks for caring. (laughs) Like from that moment on, like she has just taking me under her wing. Like, she's like, come to the show, come backstage, ask me your questions about this business. It's crazy out there. Mm -hmm. And I, honestly, there have been so many um, legends in my book, like, that have done that for me. Gloria Gaynor is one of those people. Wow. Uh, Sissy Houston did that for me. Uh, Just, there are so many different, Percy Sledge, even, like, Mm. just... Wow. the fact that they would take me to the side, talk to me and say keep the soul going, like keep this music going. You got to you're a part of this now and we'll do what we can to help. Like I I don't know, I'm in awe of the fact that I get to call these people friends.
1: Wow, that's fantastic.
2: Yeah.
0: You say that these were legends that you always like, you know, uh emulate and you cherish and you and you worship from 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 afar. Do you remember like who was the first singer that
2: you heard that you were like, oh man, I think I want to do that. I want to do what they do. I would say Whitney, but it, it's a bit of a long story that I'm not going to make you sit through, but I just was tone deaf for a long time. And um, I, so I auditioned for a choir and they were like, we're going to have you lip sync. So I, lip, I was lip syncing in choir for years. Really? So I like I just loved music. And there was a day that mom and I were shoe shopping and Whitney Houston was singing The Greatest Love of All over the loudspeakers. Mm-hmm, and people mm-hmm. like people just stopped shopping to listen to her sing. And I was like, I want to do that. Like, I want to have something that makes people stop and mm-hmm, listen. Right, right. And so I told mom, I was like, I think I'm ready to sing out loud. And she's like, I think you better pray. <laughs> so Which is, you need honest people in your life. You do you do? And so I honestly, like we didn't have money for lessons or anything like that. So I, I practiced and I prayed. I really, really did. And I just think like, God was like this sweet girl, I'm just give her, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she don't know better than to ask me to change her whole ear. Like she doesn't know. <laughs> so I think he was just very kind to me and right, right. gave gave me a gift. So I don't take it for granted for sure. Like it's a, it's a definite gift and I'm so grateful. Do you remember when
0: you heard the difference, when you heard the like,
2: yeah. So I was on stage, my youth, uh, my youth group had a talent show and I signed up for it. And my youth pastor took me to the side and was like, honey, you can't lip sync. And I was like, no, 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 I've been praying. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. And he's like, well, let's see what the Lord does. And I don't, like, I don't honestly remember singing the song. I closed my eyes and it was all the blood of Jesus. And, um, but when I opened my eyes, when the song was over, people were standing up and clapping. And my mom was in the back crying. And I was like, did he do it? Did he, he did it. Like, I mean. Won't he and, do it? <laughs> Won't he do it? And from that day on, like my ear really did open up. I could hear harmonies. Yeah, mm-hmm. I started singing alto. I just, I, it changed everything. So I listened to music differently. And I have to say, like while I can name artists like Gladys Knight, Whitney Houston, Gloria Gaynor, I can name all these artists, Stevie Wonder for sure, that I listened to nonstop. I mostly listened to background singers. They were my favorite. Really. So, cool? I loved the background. I'm I'm an introvert and so I think I was just drawn to like what happens in the back mm. and how can I be a part of that? So Well,
1: you know. here's a question. I don't know if if you can answer it or not or who's your favorite group of background singers? Oh. Like who's your uh, favorite backup?
2: Mhm. So, CeCe Winans has Gerard Woods. Okay. Jovan Woods, his wife, those two are dumb. Really? Okay absolutely dumb and then leanne palmore sang with them so the three of them together have been my favorite blend ever okay ever. all right wow mm-hmm. all right glad yeah. glad we asked yeah <laughs> That's- i mean i love so many but the, the, if you're gonna say my very favorite i have to give it to them
0: all right now i ain't mad at you i had the privilege of listening to a a another interview i'm I'm a fan of the first time i heard i'll just put it out there um another interview that toya did with shirley Ah, Shirley jones Mm -hmm. Yes, of the jones girls right and she talked about you know because they famously were a background group first as well Mm -hmm. and she talked about on the interview and i'm not going to give it away y'all can go find it ladies and gentlemen um but she talked about their relationship with Diana Ross. And she spoke specifically about how her relationship with Diana Ross, she recognized ran counter to what the perceived image of mm-hmm. Diana Ross is, right? And nice. especially, and you know, she broke it down basically like, you know, the image of Diana Ross is like, you know, this, you know, queen bitch or right, whatever. Right, The
1: original diva.
0: Right, mm-hmm. right. um And she was like, you know, you know, but if she was a dude she would be called luther vandross right so like oh, you know correct right <laughs> right so like you know so like yo check it and she was just talking about how sweet diana ross was to her she's very
2: she's so sweet really so you, you i didn't know whether or not you had a relationship with her, diana i don't have well she was sweet in my two encounters she was our um my first mentor on american idol oh, okay and I literally sang home from The Wiz in her face. Nice. Like, and she was the kindest, most generous mentor. Mm-hmm. Spent time with us. Spent time as soon as the cameras turned off. She spent more time. She just... And that's been everybody I know that has run into her. That has been their experience with her. I wonder
0: whether or not there was anyone that you have encountered in your walk of life outside of Diana Ross who maybe once you met them... Ran totally
2: counter to to what you expected. I Well, this isn't a singer or anything like that, but I would have to say meeting Tom Cruise, I think I thought he was going to be like, I don't know what I thought. First of all, I thought he was going to be taller than me, and he was not. Right. And then, like, (laughs) we were eye to eye. And then, (laughs) secondly, like, he had taken the time, this was still in the idol days, and he had taken the time to know what all of us had done. So he walked up and he was like, Melinda Doolittle, man, you sang my fun of Valentine, you sang home, like the, the, what the judges are saying. Like, I mean, it's like he had studied a book mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then recited it to us, but he took the time, like he's Tom Cruise. He could have just walked into the party and just been like, what up? And walked off. Right. But he right. came to every single one of us and told us what he liked about what we did. And just kind of gave us something to go on for the rest of the season and I thought I definitely didn't think he was going to be like that at all.
0: Uh, Aaron Fry listening on says that Darling Love is one of his favorite background singers.
2: Yes and Lisa Fisher, you watched 20 Feet from Stardom, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the queens. The actual queens.
0: So, yeah. You mentioned My Funny Valentine. And I know that you sang a version of My Funny Valentine. And, and let me just be, you know, gush for a little bit. And thank you for singing My Funny Valentine. Because that is one of my favorite songs, like, of uh, all time. Uh, I have Anita Baker's version. I have Shaka Khan's version. And now I have Melinda Doolittle's version. <laughs> like, on, uh, on, on repeat, like, on my computer. Like, uh, I can listen to,
2: like, nine different versions of My Funny
0: Valentine. So, thank you.
2: Thank you. Aw, thank you. And Shaka Khan's version is my it it was my Bible back then. Like mm. it's literally what I walked into the producers with. I was like, it can, how do you make it make? Make it work. <laughs> you know? So um I thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you very much. Thank you. And
0: you might be able to settle. Uh-oh. A longstanding bet here. Well, we'll debate if you will, here on the Michelle Mission.
1: Ah, here we go.
0: Now, Vincent, you were running a little late, so you weren't here for the pre-conversation, pre-recording conversation, where Melinda let me know that she was so excited for tonight, for our review of Annie, that even though she is not watching Annie, she's already watched it, and she's ready to talk about it. Okay. She, along with adorning herself in her adorable onesie, Mm-hmm. has, I probably just outside of camera shot, popcorn at the ready. Okay. See? Yes, popcorn. She's got the popcorn. Yes. She's got the popcorn. There, there.
1: It's a theme because we, we talk, about she talk about movies. She's talking about movies. She's talking about So she's eating popcorn. Yeah. Like a person who isn't a serial killer.
0: <laughs> because he mentions that, Melinda, because I prefer when I watch movies to eat pretzel bites. When- who? Eat who? Pretzel bites. At Tell me the what pretzel bites are, because nobody... Knows. <laughs> Perhaps, Melinda, no. who you may not know, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. is is just outside of Nashville. When I go to the movies, mm. they s- serve mm-hmm. little uh, mm-hmm. sure. bite-sized like, pretzel nuggets, you know, salted, <laughs> soft pretzel nuggets that can be dipped into cheese, and they're called pretzel bites
2: like like auntie ann no whatever.
0: no no auntie Anne's mm-hmm. are twisted twisted donuts mm-hmm. those are not pretzels mm-hmm. i don't i don't i don't so, but don't...
2: it's like a it's like the big pretzel broken down no, it's not the big pretzel broken down.
0: They're actually made into nuggets. Yes. They, they're they actually baked as nuggets, not as pretzels that are cut it, into... Yes, Lynn, please explain what they are. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I
0: didn't know. I just assumed that they were nationwide. I didn't know this was just uh, an East Coast thing. Pretzel bites. Mm-hmm. But, but, Go ahead. But no.
1: ask, him, ask him what his question is about these pretzel bites. Melinda.
2: Oh, what is your question? Well, th- th- Vince... Th- you can do it. Use your words. Vince, Use your
1: words.
0: You've got romper power. <laughs> Vince says because I eat pretzel bites, it makes me a serial killer in training. And that <laughs> Melinda, do you ever watch the Nature Channel? Like like are you you I, like, like I
1: don't. You don't do animal documentaries and stuff at all? I don't do real stuff. You don't do real stuff? Okay. <laughs> fair look, that's fair. A little background, Melinda. Mm-hmm. In a lot of of different parts of the animal kingdom Mm -hmm. where you have predators yes a lot of them look similar to their prey so that they can get closer to them okay so you have types of fish that look like the fish that they eat you have insects that look Mm -hmm. like the insects that they eat because if you're not really looking at them oh this is my kin but it's not your kin is okay. actually someone who's hunting you. So I say when you look... When you hear about serial killers and things... Like they are kind of human. Like they do kind of human things. Mm-hmm. Like they don't quite follow the behavioral standards that the rest of us do. Okay. Because they're right on the outside. So for instance... just I'm just pulling something out of the airline. Like I'm just, just off the top of my head. Most people when they go to the movies... <laughs> they eat popcorn. Correct. Because that's what we do when when you're a regular person. So if you were someone who was trying to emulate a human, but you didn't really know how it worked, Mm. you would think, "Well, well, well, popcorn is salty. Pretzels are salty. They're kind of like popcorn. So maybe I'll eat the pretzels. And that's why I don't look in Lynn's freezer. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't go in Lynn's basement. This is why his chair is by the front door. And while my <laughs> chair is by the front door,
2: Lynn will never be between me and an exit. I don't... I just... I feel like it's misguided. I'm not... Gonna I'm not going to say you're a serial killer. I But it's the wrong snap it's it's almost like Lynn
1: has said all week oh I'm going to wear a onesie I'm going to put on a onesie because Melinda (laughs) likes a onesie so I'm going to get a onesie so he got something that was almost a onesie (laughs) this is exactly what I'm talking about like it's kind of (laughs) it's not quite right there's a pattern there is see see now your stuff is coming out
2: there's a bit of a pattern but you know what Nobody uh, wants pretzel bites in a movie.
0: Your pretzel bites. In, Reef, in, a, in a romper. Breed 517 says, I agree with Vincent's logic as I do listen to Serial Killer Podcasts and that is very true. It always starts with pretzel bites. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm so sorry. I wanted to be on your side but...
0: <laughs> it's fine. It's fine.
2: It's fine. I'll live here on this island.
0: Enjoy your popcorn, though. Thank you. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for us to get into our review Mm -hmm. of Annie.
1: We'll be back with the film review soon as we do something funky and have steps in it. Uh Let's go. Come on. Can you
2: read your note again? Please take care of our baby. Her name's Annie. There's half a locket around her neck, so when we come for her, you know that she's our girl. Come on, rats! Let's go!
0: Why are you running? It gives me places quicker. Little kids.
1: Kids with germs. Will, this is really gonna help your race for mayor. Mm. Her name is Annie. She'll be staying with Mr. Stacks for a while. You want me to play Danny? It's
0: the hard knock life for us. It's the hard knock life for us. You're not really thinking about doing this.
1: We won't even know she's there. It's like having a turtle. Wonder if she has her shots.
0: <laughs> the day this is what it's like living with a billionaire? Is he nice? I think so. He just doesn't know it yet. Whoa. You get as sick? I threw up on the swings once.
1: I don't think I had a marshmallow until I was eight years old.
0: Pretty fun, though, right?
1: Let me see how small of a bite of graham crack I can take.
0: <laughs> Why are you so nice to me the way I treat you? Annie, she's changing everything. See you later. Aren't oh, you glad I'm-
1: the miracle. We found her parents.
0: We think so. Your secret's safe with me. That you care. Oh, Someone just posted a picture of Annie on Twitter. Whoa. My hair
2: is gigantic. Made oh, you you you? your
0: back? Don't let your
1: food get cold. Mm,
0: okay. Annie, you got me eating this thing up like a dog. Mm, this is great. What is it? Mm, paprika? Mm, oregano? Annie from 2014, a foster kid, sees her life change when a business tycoon in New York City mayoral candidate makes a thinly veiled campaign move and takes her in. This reworking of the popular Broadway musical Stars. Quavangene Wallace in the title role, as well as Jamie Foxx, Rose Byrne, Bobby Cannavale, and Cameron Diaz, and was written and directed by Will Gluck, produced by Will and Jada Pinkett Smith's Overbrook Entertainment, Mm -hmm. and the choice of our very special guest, Melinda Doolittle, tonight here on the Michaud Mission. Melinda, why... Did you select
2: and what do you have to say of Annie? What had happened was I love musicals, right? Mm-hmm. So Toya told me about your amazing podcast and I got very excited and I was like we're going to talk about the Wiz. Okay. And then she said they they already talked about the Wiz. <laughs> and so then she said what about Annie? And I was like I love Annie. We're going to talk about Annie. And then I realized a little too late in the game that um, we weren't talking about the original Annie. (laughs) (laughs) And so I realized now that we're talking about um, this Annie and that I. So I asked Toya, did I need to like the movie to talk about it? Mm. And she she said, no, Mm -hmm. that's why I'm still here. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, and so it begins. And so it begins. All right. All right. So you spoke about the original Annie, which is now there. Actually, been I think most people know there's been a a a a a feature Annie from I believe like the early 80s, uh, and then there was a TV version. Yeah, but come on, it, that was very popular.
1: On. The only one that anyone's talking about is the one with Carol Burnett.
0: Well, thank you. Right, and that's (laughs) that's the that's the movie version. That was the feature film version with with Carol Finney, and um, yeah, Albert Finney as as Daddy Warbucks.
2: Yes, that's Annie. Tim
0: Curry
1: and
2: Bernadette. I mean, just the cast is ridiculous. In Annie, and I I think that was my issue. Mm -hmm. Um, and I rewatched it just recently to make sure that I had the same reaction. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because I was like, maybe. Maybe when I saw it then I just was in my feelings or something and it really was good. Mm-hmm. And it turns out I was right. Mm-hmm. That that version is pretty bad. And everybody the the thing is everybody's good actors. Mm-hmm. Everybody in it. Jamie Foxx is a good actor. Mm-hmm. Cameron Diaz is a good actress. Like Bobby Cannavale like and that baby that mm-hmm. Baby, Quibange I mean, Wallace. come on, Quvenzhané. She's she's amazing as an actress. Mm-hmm. It was just not a good movie. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. well done. I don't know. The auto tune mm-hmm. hurt my soul to mm-hmm. my core. Yeah, I don't. So I'm trying to figure out where do where would you like for me to start? <laughs> well, you're you're yeah, offering money. I, I think you've started. <laughs> okay. I think you've started. <laughs>
0: But what I was going to at least start with uh, in speaking about the original and you wanting to review that, what was it about the, the original from 1982, from, by from the 1982, way. From 1982, thank mm-hmm. you. With Albert Finney, Carol Burnett, Bernadette Peters, uh, Tim, I, Curry. Tim Curry. Um, what was it about that that really captured you um,
2: and, and resonates so much with you about that so. film? I mean, every single bit of it. Everybody was top of their game. Mm-hmm. Everybody sang their tails off. The the dancing, the, uh, uh, Grace Farrell. I mean, like the just the ooze of everything. I wanted to be her. Mm-hmm. I I would watch every time and play a different character at my house. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be Rooster, I wanted to be Tim Curry, I wanted to be Bernadette Peters, I wanted to be Miss Hannigan, I wanted to be Carol Burnett. Like I, I just, every single person acted to the very top of their ability. The, the script was perfect, The mm-hmm. just the, the flow of the movie, all of it was impeccable and the music was out of this world.
0: Right, right,
2: and and here we are, and I'm not saying I don't want to say this Annie is horrible. Right, right. I want to say it didn't live up to the the really high bar that I had already set by the original Annie. Sure, like the the real one. Sure, I, I know there's another sure, original, but like the real one, like it didn't live up to it. Basically, so and 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 much like you, I think it's
1: impossible to watch this Annie without thinking about the iconic production right. in the movie. If you can try to divorce this from 82's Annie. Okay. What are the merits or or lack thereof in and of itself? Like, like you know, I know you mentioned the auto-tune which is something that just review after review after review after review talks about, but
2: you, it was you know. the auto-tune was so distracting for me and also the inability to match their mouths with their vocals. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't understand. Like, I'm like, you got money for this, Mm -hmm. right? So like, you should be able to, it should look at least like she's singing. Right. But it didn't even look that way. And so I was kind of turned off from the beginning on that. I did like, um, I liked like Jamie Foxx being a, a, mayoral candidate I thought that was a cute twist on it I liked the fact that they took out instead of them being orphans that they called them foster children right right and right. kind of added that aspect in there and um especially since she' really believes like my parents are alive like she's a foster kid then she's not an orphan so like I like there were some things I can say good things. <laughs>
0: that's all I, that's it. But yeah. You've reached, I, the, reached the end. Well, one thing I will say is um, just to to give the producers, you know, their argument of what they were trying to do. The the original film, like we're, we're talking about from 1982, which was a huge box office success in the movies, yes. is an adaptation, a movie adaptation of the Broadway play. It right. was a big, yes. big, big, big uh success. And in bringing that play to the screen, they're trying to give the the movie going audience, you know, some type of theatrical resemblance of the play. So you have more bigger numbers and more audacious, you know, s- singing in in that whereas in this version they purposefully pared it down Sure. And yes. wanted it to be not a musical movie, but just a, a movie where the soundtrack is sung, right? It's like, it's right, a little right. different. Like, there's not, right. there, okay. there's some semblance of like musical performances, like dance performances, like, you know, but it's, mm-hmm. they really are, they tried to be a, a lot more grounded with it. Sure. Um, but I think they did that to the detriment of the overall feel sure. of what they're trying to do. And I also think in modernizing the story, because Annie Fa- famously is set in the 30s, in the time of the Depression. Right. Yes. And now they've updated this and now it's, it's more, it's contemporary time. In doing that, you lose a lot of the edge in this movie. Like the first thing that I was thinking about, in Cameron Diaz's uh character who mm-hmm. more or less plays the Carol Burnett's character. Yeah, yeah, Mrs. Han- yeah. Hannigan. Mrs. Hannigan, Hannigan. Absolutely. Which and, and you know, Miss Hannigan from is like she's a villain. She's a straight up, like Corella Deville, maleficent villain. Well, okay, go ahead. Well, in in the in the in the in in the comic strip from which it was derived and role right, right, well, and everything like that. In here. She softened a little bit to 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 the point that when you meet Annie and the other girls in the foster home where Hannigan, the foster apartment, really mm-hmm. where Hannigan has them, it's a nice apartment. Like they, they are all of these girls huddled in one room, right? Right. Yes. But it looks like a cute little room. Right. They all got like lights and stuff, mm-hmm. and like, she's
1: yelling. <laughs> but you don't have that undercurrent of is she hitting these kids? Yeah, that yeah, you get with right. You Panagon. don't. You mm-hmm.
0: don't. They, 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 you know, this paint on the walls. Right. They seem to be eating good
2: meals. Like there's matching yes. sheets and pillows. You're like, I mean, it's not the undercurrent of poverty either. Like, right. like right. all of it is. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, there's a nice size apartment in New yeah. York, which is already like she doing, she doing <laughs> something. Yeah. She's getting she's getting 175 dollars. Oh yeah,
1: that's true. I I will (laughs) accentuate the positive. Yes, help me. I 100% understand why they wanted to build this around Quavigné Wallace, because like like she's you, you know she's a star, and she's fabulous. She's she's amazing. Just her like everything about her, and I get the instinct. Like okay, yes. we're going to build this around her. Right. This is my second time seeing it. Mm-hmm. I actually like Jamie Fox when he's not singing, ironically enough. More than I remembered. Like mm-hmm. like like the like that whole plot with Jamie Fox and Bobby Cannavale and Rose Byrne and they and they're running the election. mm mm-hmm. Mhm got yes. some of the actual chuckles out of me like like jamie fox saying i don't eat hobo food and 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 them just like the three yeah. of them i almost wished this wasn't an annie movie that the three of them were in and they kind of let them do their their thing but then once okay. you kind of start jamming them in something you said i think it's absolutely right Without that, you you know, he stacks in here as opposed to Daddy Warbucks, but without that huge estate that Daddy Warbucks has with all of the staff so that you don't have the big elaborate numbers like I think I'm going to like it here is an amazing number Mm -hmm. in Annie, but now they've updated it. So now he lives in a, a smart house. So you don't have that. So that, you really don't get that that bite. But something you said in my mind is the worst mistake this film makes. And, and I said it with the Miss Hannigan. Eh. Three names. Tim Curry, Bernadette Peters, Carol Burnett. God That's bless it. Cameron Diaz. But if you are going to have someone that because of the film, like this is an anti-remake. You know we are going to compare this performance to Carol Burnett as Miss Hannigan. Mm-hmm. God bless Cameron Diaz, but she just like I don't know. I was trying to think. I was thinking like maybe Jennifer Lewis could have played this character, but oh, well, come on. It, look, what can't Jennifer oh, Lewis? Play? Exactly. They completely get rid of the character of Rooster, completely like none of this brother. And the thing about Rooster that I love, and this is Tim Curry. He's charming. Mm -hmm. He's funny. But he's also a little dangerous. Like the thing about Miss Hannigan is that Miss Hannigan is a villain and you don't like her, but then Rooster shows up. (laughs) Right. And Rooster is a real problem. Right. Yes. And Bernadette Mm -hmm. Peters is the type of woman that can handle Rooster. Mm -hmm. So the two of them are bad news. And and I I joked earlier about someone having a crunchy personality and a texture. The Annie part with that, I mean, it's kind of trickly, it's kind of real, you know, sappy. So you need that contrast on the other side mm-hmm, so yes. that you have the, the, these different textures. If you get rid of Miss Hannigan, if you defang Miss Hannigan, if you get rid of Rooster, all of that is just sort of left hanging.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: that with everything else that we're talking about with 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 the auto tune and and now you 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 you've kneecapped it and taken out the big numbers. And then I don't know about y'all, but I felt a little uncomfortable with the surveillance state being the hero at the end. Like the fact that he's (laughs) that he monitors everybody's phones and and because of social media being able to track everybody, this is now a good thing. That also left a little bad taste in my mouth, too. I was like, I don't, this is an interesting direction. Like, God, God bless iPhone and that they're tracking all of our moves in case we get kidnapped. So I, I didn't mean, like that either. Even though I did like that, uh, Michelle Mission, missionary and friend to the show. Dorian Mystic played evil, evil, evil fake dad.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I didn't know he
2: was in a movie. I was like, right, and Tracy Tom. Like I yes, love. Her. Yeah. Hmm. I. That's the. That was the hardest part about the movie for me is that I love everybody that was in it.
0: Right.
2: I really do, and I almost felt bad. Like I felt like they were like handed kind of a dud.
0: Like right. I understood
2: yeah. what they were trying to make happen, but because they couldn't make that happen they had some amazing talent not have what they needed to yeah. make this movie great. So I don't, and did you catch a couple of times Jamie Foxx's ca- character? Like he said some very, like he literally said, I'm here to make the city great again. Did you hear him say? Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah.
1: know. I, you I know. That? Isn't that weird?
2: And I was like, yeah. yeah and there, yeah. Were, there were like a few things that he said where I literally thought, Was this movie watched by the campaign?
1: (laughs) It's Uh, ridiculous that a New York billionaire with no, no, no actual ideas or any type of experience could ascend to higher office just because of his social media and pop culture presence. Yeah, that only balderdash. It only happens in the movies.
2: It, but it was like there were some, yeah. <laughs> lots lots of parallels
0: yeah yep yeah, lots
2: of them and I, that movie was made in 2014 so I, to the point where i was like no seriously but did somebody watch this and take some lines yeah do you it, know what i'm it like, doesn't did age you well. get make mm-hmm. it great again from mm-hmm. this movie because it Okay, that's all I. No, no, no. It it, that definitely did uh, stand
0: out to me. He also had some dubious hair issues in this movie. Dubious, right? Dubious, (laughs) right?
1: So, like, you could see him sitting in the kitchen eating like a well-done steak with ketchup on it, watching the TV, going, "This is a these are good ideas."
2: (laughs) I'm trying. Yep. Okay.
0: (laughs) Don't bite your tongue. Don't bite your tongue. Now is not the time. (laughs) That's time right,
2: I <laughs> no, talked just, about the
1: surveillance state.
2: You did. You did. And I just, it it just, there were too many parallels for me not to think, like, okay, you watch this and this is what you based your campaign on. Like, you based your campaign on the bad Annie. Like, the, <laughs> that's where we started with this. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how we got here. So, anyway, I'm finished. I'm going to have a drinky poop. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly
0: think, speaking of in defense of the cast who, like you said, I think they probably were handed a bit of a dud. I think it's a misstep Mm -hmm. to not only defang Miss Hannigan, but just defang the whole production by trying Mm -hmm. to be so far removed from the actual Broadway musical. I'm fine with them making it contemporary, but not to Lean into that panache of of the of the Broadway, the theatrics of it. Mm -hmm. I think they they missed that opportunity, and in just doing a little bit of research, it's not they actually did kind of reach out to the original writers of the of the songs Mm -hmm. um, to kind of like get their more or less blessings about what they're going to be doing with the music, but then they didn't like listen to them. They didn't like it. Basically, like. Hey, we're doing nanny. Thank you for coming in. Right. And then, like, you show them (laughs) the door. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, and so that gives you the whole auto tune situation, which, without knowing having ever seen Corvangene Wallace as singing, because, you know, she at this moment, this is really her, truly her follow up. Right to be of the the Southern Southern Wild, Wild. yeah, for which she was nominated for an Oscar, which she filmed when she was five years old. She's, I think, like about ten when she's Mm -hmm. doing this. So, you know, talking about some years difference. I don't know whether or not how much she, how much of a singer she is. So, on where I'm hearing auto tunes on her, I'm like, okay, they're doing what they do to make your star sound okay because they don't want
2: no, no. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I then then I'm like, then she wasn't the right one for the role to me. What, if what, you got it, if, because either she can sing and they can use her voice or they make it sound like she's in a tin can. Like, hmm. I don't, to me, cause that's so distracting from an otherwise brilliant actress. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? So then no, I'm you. like, then she's not the right one for the role. As much as I love her and loved like the acting portions they could have even gotten somebody else to sing it, well, like see, they did in the Greatest Showman or something. Like, like get another vocalist. Right, I don't like know, but if you got to do all that, but then they tuned Jamie Foxx's vocals and like that's that, I was which go. is so bizarre. That's the bizarre and he one. can. We know he can sing. Like I don't.
0: Yeah, I'm I, I don't understand. It I didn't was understand a choice. That. I didn't understand that at all. Um, Bobby Cannavale has actually been nominated on ton- for Tony Awards for his work on Broadway. So I'm sure he knows his way around the song as well. Rose Byrne as well. So I'm
2: like... It was a choice.
1: It was... And, and, yeah. And, and, and just Bobby Cannavale. Like, my favorite song from Annie is actually Easy Street. I was right. about to say... And when he was done, I was I was like, you know, I really like Bobby Cannavale and, and, and I like Carmen Diaz, but... My God, Tim Curry in 1982, like, like you can't just say, "Let me jump on this," right, <laughs> right, 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 right. I like I understand. We still have video
2: of Annie from 1982. That and that's also why I felt bad for them because it was like there was no winning in this exact scenario. Like, mm-hmm. basically, they could do the songs that we all know and love, and we would be like, "That's not it." or they could write new songs which is also what they did. Yeah. And we could be like that's not it cuz mm-hmm. that's not right. Annie. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm like there was no I don't know that there was a way like some things don't have to be redone. Which is what I say all the time
0: about some most things- of these remakes. I believe Annie was right for a remake. I was I believe Annie was right for uh um contemporization.
2: I just How would is- you have done it?
0: I would have leaned in mm-hmm. on the on the Broadway of it. Right. You know? oh, right. Yeah. I would have
1: just made it. I would have just yeah, made it just just straight
2: up. Just straight made up it. Made, just made it. it. You know? mm-hmm. Made um, it with some black people. <laughs> that right, but with black people. <laughs> now yeah. and I think <laughs> some. Like did you know that Sandra s- Bullock was supposed to be Mrs. Hannigan? And she declined. She, she knew better. Well,
0: she de- yeah, yeah, she knew. Well, she she said she declined because what I read she declined was because she doesn't like musicals and she didn't want to be in a musical. And she probably knows that she probably can't. She Jennifer Lewis better.
1: would have destroyed Miss Hannigan. She
0: would have been brilliant. Well, someone actually let us know in the chat, uh, Aaron Fry, thank you, says that uh, Taraji P Henson is going oh, yes. to be playing uh, Hannigan in Annie Live on NBC
2: later this year. Can she sing? Yeah, uh, let me use my words. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. No, I just didn't I know that. I, she's I didn't not know. like a singer, but neither is Carol Burnett. I was, I was right. about to like, say, right. So she can sing Miss Hannigan down. Okay. I'm positive, positive. Okay. and I feel like they're in Annie Live. They're gonna do like the Broadway version. Right. Like, yes, that's yes, what yes. they've been doing. So then we're gonna. That's gonna be fun. So is Annie going to be black?
0: Uh, I am going to let you know right now Annie alive. I know Harry Connick Jr. is going to be Daddy uh, Daddy Warbucks, Because Warbucks.
1: I'm really just angling for Rooster I don't, to be there.
0: Don't, they don't have I don't think they Annie have, yet, do they? I don't believe they have Annie yet. It's only Harry Connick and Terry. Right.
1: I need there. Rooster to be the one to pretend to be Annie's father. And then again, you get that real danger in the third act. Because, you, you know, Dorian, I love you but I never got the sense you were you might kill Annie
0: oh no they we love Dorian I love I love seeing like uh uh Tracy, Tracy, Tracy Tom Tracy yeah I love seeing them both but they both look like they were doing somebody a favor like they really just look like they just yeah. like Tracy Tom's they just said, who can who's another one
1: who can sing
0: and then they don't let her sing well
1: correct well yeah yeah correct because she can blow. But Jane, she has go. on like a rent T-shirt underneath her sweater. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> y'all know she can sing, right?
2: <laughs> y'all not gonna let her sing. Uh, it's was like wasted talent. Yeah. That's what they did. That's I, a, a what matter of fact, did. I think she
0: only says like three words. Right? Movie. Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did, because la- I did laugh the one time when they are driving away with Annie and Dorian. Cause, cause, I don't even think he has a character name in here. No. I think it's just like he's it, I think it's He's is, fake Evil Dad. He's fake Evil Dad <laughs> for two scenes. And he he looks in the rearview mirror, you see the cops g- pulling up. It's like a like a like a 30-second shot of the cops. He turns and look at looks at Tracy Toms, he's like, uh oh, it's the cops. I cracked. <laughs> 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 he was keeping you up to
1: breath. <laughs> on the action that was unfolding around us
2: <laughs> I need justice for Rooster I need okay, Rooster w- We need Okay, Vincent, you really are pulling for Rooster here.
0: Dude, Who do you need it to be? Tim
2: Curry is is amazing. Well, it's not going to be
0: Tim Curry. Uh Farrell Blackwell is championing for Michael Kenneth Williams as Rooster. That's
1: not bad cuz he's funny That's, and he can yes. also be menacing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but uh, can he sing?
1: I don't know.
0: I don't yeah.
2: know. He needs to be able to sing at least a bit. Like, right, he, needs a to, bit.
0: he Needs to be get over. Get, like, be able to get over a song. Like Carol Burnett Like you said, it's not like a singer. No. But she can get a song over. Right. Yes. Right. Right. You know what I mean? I got a funny feeling, where I'm hopeful that Taraji P Henson can get a song over. And right. I, I believe she can. I'm believing in Melinda. Melinda is saying. So the power of the onesie tells me that she can. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. I don't know about Michael Kenneth Williams. Right, right. You know, I,
2: I can. I just need to know: Can I come back when they do the live Annie? Absolutely. Please. <laughs> because I will need to talk about it. I'll need to discuss <laughs> what happened and if we have redemption or if we just need to go back to 1982. Just go right, Do we just it. need to go back just to go
0: 1982?
2: Back. I, what I was going to say, it, and and. I was I honestly
0: watching this film was a little bit on the fence with the performance of Kovagene Wallace. I thought that she was good, mm-hmm. but what I also kept in mind is is that this really is like her real second role mm-hmm. um, and I don't think and, and none of them, I think, are uh, helped by the direction of will gluck in here mm-hmm. because i don't think that i don't think he knows how to shoot any type of singing any type of shoot, what little bit of dancing in here i don't think he, he does well i don't think that the film is edited with any type of energy and i don't think the performances are directed at all but there's a lot of times i feel bobby kind of valley is just looking him and Cameron Diaz enter are in totally different movies. I'm enjoying them on their own as you just watching them on the sides like there's a time where Bobby Canna Valley runs and says oh let's start a leaf fight and he just starts throwing leaves. I know like the, just with the with branches. Right. I was
2: like what's happening? Right. I was
0: like what is happening? But I'm there for it Bobby. I'm with you dog. I'm with you because I'm I'm in your world with Bobby Canna Valley and Cameron Diaz and let's put it out there. Kevin Diaz, she is not going to light the world on fire with her acting never has, but she's oh, like she's good. She's she she's got a personality. I don't mm-hmm. think she's giving she defanging her doesn't give her a lot to do and the shame of it is if you read this is the film that people like like uh it was a hit. The movie was a hit. But she is a person that people like really Gundy. she won like
2: razzies yeah, yeah. And, and this was yeah. like she retired from movies she retired after this like this shook oh, her to her core oh no right. i don't think i knew that That's yeah terrible. yeah this was the, she retired
0: and after and this quiet as cap, i laughed out loud at the end of the movie when they're all singing <laughs> and she's, doing and she's still she's yeah. riffing
2: i loved it because it was it was on play. i I actually really like her as an actress. I think she's really good at what she does. She's got like a niche place, mm-hmm, right. but she's really good at it. And so I really like her. I just felt like she had such a mountain to climb because everybody was like Carol Burnett. Right. And she was never going to get up that hill right. because the role that they gave her wouldn't even allow her to take the first step. Like, yeah, it, but, it, but even... but. It- okay, if it doesn't arise to Carol
0: Burnett, okay, you're not going to go here. But give her something. You know? right. That's give what I'm some, saying. They didn't give even her give her, her
2: anything yeah. to yeah. get somewhere. So that's... I felt bad. And then when I saw that she retired right after it, I was like, I'm sorry, Oh, that's Kim. terrible. Don't go out like that.
0: <laughs> it's, a, it, it, it's really, it's really a, a, a missed opportunity of this film. However, I got
1: to speak for the little girls. Much like the Princess and the Frog, mm-hmm. and Wrinkle in Time, I do think that there is a demographic of Black girls who love this movie. Oh, of course! Like I know a fair like I you know I know my daughter loves this movie. Like yeah. like there are a fair amount of like young mm-hmm. and yeah. I always give credit for that. Yes, like I'm always pulling for representation for little black girls, and they see themselves, and so just want to get that into the conversation and, and,
2: as well. And yes. to be fair, that's who the film is being marketed to. Right, so. that's true. Like it's not for us right. completely. Like it's for people who had never seen that 1982 version. Right, right, right. Because then, like, if you had nothing to compare it to, there you probably would have really enjoyed or, it. Or you maybe. know,
1: you saw it, but it's just some old abstract movie. That, you know, your dad made you watch. Right. (laughs) It's like, all right. That's true. Is that the Jay-Z song?
0: (laughs) There's something to to be said about being a certain age and watching a film, no matter where the quality is... Doesn't even matter to you, right? Exactly. It's just the experience, and yes. maybe just the you know, in, in this film, the singing, the dancing, you know, seeing yourself, like you said, running around, right, right. Yeah, you I see know.
1: yourself in a central role mm-hmm. that that's
2: a big you deal. Don't,
1: you still don't see as often as you should, right? Mm-hmm. So,
2: because yeah. that was back in two thousand fourteen, and what I mean, we have had, haven't had much more for little girls, mm-hmm. right? Like, so. Right. I I will applaud that. Thank you for the reminder. Yeah, Which it doesn't
1: feel like that long ago, but you know, that is, it's almost 10 years ago, which I know this is completely out of nowhere, but I got to tell y'all because this has been bugging me out all week. You know, the Mary J. Blige song, family affair, hateration, Mm. holleration. Did you ever think about the fact that that song is 20 years old? Mm. 2001. You're just trying to
2: depress us or what's happening
1: here? Someone said it on the radio this weekend and it has bugged me out since. 20? Family Affair came out in 2001. We have been railing against hateration and
2: holleration for 20 years. Isn't that insane? I, don't, I I've already been depressed because I tried to show my ID to get a drink and the lady was like, oh, it says 19, you're fine. Oh. Because... <laughs> Now, anybody born in 2000 that's is old right. enough to drink. That's, that's true. So, all she saw was 19. And I was like, oh, yeah. Uh. And I was like, oh. Uh. So, I'm. <laughs> this The is not dancery
1: helping. has been a place for 20 years. Mm. Mm. Uh, mm. Wow. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Uh, that is I'm crazy. sorry. I didn't mean to derail the conversation, it's but fine. that's been on no. my mind since this weekend. I'm old. It's fine. We've been getting it crunkable for 20 years. In this dancere
2: In this dance
0: All right, all right, all right, Vince. I'm just saying. What I wanted to get to was, with all that being said, yes. Melinda, would you recommend to people mm. that
2: they watch Annie from 2014? If you have never seen the 1982 movie, I implore you to watch the 2014 version first. Oh, really? Watch it. Like I think people would enjoy it without knowing what's possible. Mm. <laughs> okay. But you know what I'm saying like if if I saw that first and then saw the 1982, I'd be like, "Oh." Okay. Like I, right. so I would say if you've never seen the 82 version by all means. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Cuz it's not it's not Horrid. Now, if you can't handle um, auto tune, I'm sorry. I got nothing for you because that's difficult to hear.
0: True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True.
2: Um, I just remembered
0: a point that I, I was going to bring up when you were talking about the age. Um, you know, this film is only seven years old, and as many, as much as I'm sure, little girls and tons of people watched it and loved the film. I wonder, could you read? Actually remake this film as it is right now with Annie's mother figure being a white woman in today's climate. Right, right. I wonder if you could get away with that.
2: Right
1: well, now. I, I, I think that whole oh. Daddy Warbucks being had to be black because I think they were avoiding those different strokes vibes, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. nobody wants.
0: No, and, yeah. and okay, I see so, that. But you, still, like, I heard her you say, Harry vi-
1: Connick is playing. Daddy Warbucks, and then I'll. But and so who's going to be Annie? so right? So because again, now now, then along comes Annie, and she got nothing but her jeans.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Ooh, that see, now that brings up who will be casting.
1: But Miss Hannigan is black,
0: right. right? Which means
1: that Rooster would have to be black. Which means that if he's going to be Annie's biological father, that means that Annie's Annie would also be black.
0: be black. See,
2: this so is now- see, it's a very like you really do have to go all black. Or all white well they're not and the only like daddy warbucks can't be the only white person so right also maybe they don't maybe they make rooster like a step brother or a, mm. you know what I'm saying that's true yeah like they don't have to make him like blood brother they don't maybe, have to maybe vin diesel is rooster so it gets lighter and lighter as you go <laughs> Yeah, then it's, it's, by the time then you then make it, it to
1: Annie. Yeah, or you and know, depending on who they cast as Annie, and now I just figured out who I want to see play Rooster. David <laughs> Diggs <gasps> plays oh. Taraji P Henson's half brother. There you go. And if Davie Diggs in a white woman, and you like, you could you could kind of play you, you know, could, depending on the kids you cast, mm-hmm. you could say it, it could be David Diggs' biological kid.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: but now I want to see David Diggs play Rooster.
2: I love
0: this so. Much. I'm, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. You NBC guys this give us a We got lots of ideas. Yeah.
2: This is every week that this happens. This every every week. week.
0: Every week. Every week. Great. Every week. Oh, then we can get David off a of Snowpiercer. I love that. I'm loving this idea even more. You you you're not liking the Snowpiercer. I don't. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I, love, the, I love the movie, but I tried to watch the series I I, I couldn't get into it. We'll talk that's, about Snow That's a whole different. That's a, that's, a, that's another.
1: Yeah, we're we'll wrapping it, we'll wrap it I don't, want I want
2: to don't even know what that is.
1: It's it's the science fiction show that David Diggs
0: has starred on for two mm. years.
2: Oh, I love sci fi. On sci-fi.
0: TBS. If you love sci fi, you should watch The Expanse. That's what you should watch. Okay. On Amazon Prime. Watch it. Make it happen. Make it so. Done. Yeah. All right. Vince, would you recommend that people watch Annie? I am 100% going to steal Melinda's
1: um what melinda said if you've not seen 1982's version Go ahead. which i think there are a lot of you know i i think it's pretty easy to find someone who hasn't seen it mm-hmm. i would recommend it because i do and and you know we're, you, you know you're talking about people uh retiring or perform like quavishne wallace has not been around as much as I want her to be.
0: Yeah, she's uh so, I think she did a few episodes of Blackish. She did a few
1: and she was great when she was on Blackish. So, I yeah. do like these performances that we have from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you've never seen 82, I would say watch this first.
0: Well, I will see you two up on the fence Mm -hmm. (laughs) and say enjoy (laughs) yourself. Uh, But I'm just going to full-throatedly say that I would recommend people watch the film. I don't think it's a great film, but I do think that for the audience in which it is made for, Mm -hmm. so no, no, I'm not going to watch this film again. I wouldn't recommend somebody my age watch this film. Mm -hmm. But if you've got little, little kids, whether or not they be girls or boys, sit them down, watch this film, and I think they they will enjoy it. Will it change their world? No, I don't think so. Um, I think they will find other musical movies that they will enjoy more. Mm -hmm. Um, I would introduce them to this, and then maybe throw the 1982 Adam. I don't. I don't necessarily know how well that you know because older films, as much as we herald them, sometimes kids their attention spans. I mean, know. it's it's an old school movie. It's a yeah.
2: old school an old school musical. Old school movie.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, oh, Melinda has her
2: hand up. Go ahead. Go ahead, Melinda. I would just like to just notice that. Lynn, you basically said exactly what Vincent and I just said. Mm. Just You said you weren't going to be on the fence with us, mm-hmm. but then you basically were like, if you're not old enough to have seen the 82 mm. version, mm-hmm. then watch it. So I just would like to just clarify that.
1: It's almost as if he saw how normal human beings behave. <laughs> and then he kind of did it. So he could get closer to us. <laughs> Melinda, I'm telling you, I've been studying this cat. I've I, been studying it. I'm,
2: s- I'm starting to see it. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's... I, I'm still not going to put him in serial killer mode, <laughs> but it's a little alien. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Is this what they do on Earth? It's uh, like a this, little bit this like is, that.
1: This is what they
0: do. This is what yeah. the people do. Exactly. I'm telling you. <laughs> anyway, uh, action figure expert uh, in regards to our Mary J. Blige chat said, you're, so you're saying that real love is 30 years old. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, real love has grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> right, because here's the thing
1: about family affair. This is what I love about family affair. There has never been a moment that they stopped playing Mary J. Blige. Family affair, she says, let's get crunk because Mary's back and you are actually happy that Mary <laughs> is back like we love Mary J Blige so much as a people that we were mm-hmm. happy she was back mm-hmm. but she hadn't
0: actually left she never left she never left never. we
1: just love Mary J Blige so much so f- for 20 and it, it's it, she's she's always there so much that you didn't realize that we have been getting crunk and celebrating Mary's return for 20
0: years yeah yeah <laughs> That's why, to me, Mary J. Blige is truly the heir apparent to Aretha Franklin. It, oh. All
1: right, we we about to we about to wrap it up. We love Mary J. Blige so much, and I've said this for years that we made up a brand new title for Mary J. Blige. We said she was the queen of hip hop soul. What does that even mean? Well, she's the queen of hip hop soul. It doesn't even mean anything, but we just love Mary so much we had to give her a no, title. No, she's the queen of hip hop soul.
2: It does mean something. Go ahead, but how do how do we get to Aretha though? Just the love.
1: I think just that pure love.
2: Yeah, like that pure.
1: Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Whoa, whoa. You talking about? See, Uh I I I ain't even want to get into it. My backup singer arguments are always: could she sing backup for Aretha? And when could she sing back up for Aretha? Like, like my <laughs> biggest compliments are like, you could have sung back up for Aretha in 1967.
2: Okay, very good. Okay. And then it's
1: like, okay, well, you sing pretty good. You could have sang back up on Freeway of Love. Like, Aretha is the pinnacle. So, okay. you not don't, don't worry. We're, so,
2: we're just saying we love the love, that love. Just that pure love. Yes. Not the...
1: Great. That's all I'm saying. Right. It's almost an addendum to a conversation we had last week about the fifth dimension and they're not understanding the love that black people had for them. And I see, you know, it's like on the okay. scale of one to Mary J. Blodge.
2: Got it. That's this all. makes sense. Right, right. I'm I'm tracking now. I just oh, needed a second. You, you're right. I right. got it.
1: We love Mary J. Blige so much that we're not going to talk about Mary J. Blige's vocal abilities versus Aretha Franklin's. Yeah, there's no wasn't need, though, what we were talking about. Because that's, that's not getting, what we were
2: talking about. No, no, no. They're not. They don't. They don't even do the same stuff.
1: No, no, they, no, don't. they don't.
2: That's okay. That's okay. They're both amazing at what they do. Um,
0: brevery five seventeen says what I'm pretty sure is going on in Vincent's head as well. Bring Melinda Doolittle back for anything. So glad <laughs> to have you as the special Aww. guest. Um, yes. Thank, thank you, Bree, Bree. This has, I,
2: I love y'all.
0: This has been so much fun. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. we're blessed. This, this, this has been a joy. This is.
2: Yeah, I want to come back and talk about a movie I like. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it it I, should I, have black like people in it because really,
1: apparently you were going to pick Annie
2: <laughs> I want, I, want I, I like to be a positive person
0: okay Okay. And, so I just okay alright well, well then you choose a film with black some black film. people in it that you like yes and we will we will make it so we will bring you back
2: and Vincent wears a onesie no romper <laughs>
1: I probably won't wear a romper
0: either. He's not going to wear a romper.
1: He's not going to wear a romper.
2: He overalls? I will wear,
1: I, in spirit. I'll be with y'all in spirit. Overalls? Like I can't overalls. overalls. No, you a, can't
0: do overalls. I'm not wearing that. You
1: can't do overalls with some rhinestones? <laughs> no, no. I'll leave that yeah, to okay. you all.
2: Well, a Santa hat.
1: Then you either got to be Christmas or in a onesie. <laughs> now, depending on the season, I'm. Like, you can come back for a Christmas episode. How, how about you and I back- and I can wear and I'll wear a Santa hat.
2: How, how
0: about? Great. There you go. You come back in December. I'll bring. I'll wear a proper onesie with foots, with, with feet, foots. with foots. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Br- yeah, the, seat-
1: the plural of foot is feet, but you. <laughs> But but you alien. you, you have alien. observed all the, you've observed the English language. That
2: was an alien right there.
1: Words that are plural they add s's to. So we there guys,
2: is one foot and two foots. I see how we could be confusing. Oh, uh-huh, I see. I uh-huh. uh-huh. see it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me
0: shut this down. um <laughs> before we tell you what we're going to be watching next week, ladies and gentlemen, I invite you all to follow the Show Mission. Uh, like and follow us on all the social medias and Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, as well as on YouTube. Subscribe to the Show Mission at Show Mission. Check out our website, com. Two Men, One Podcast. Every Black Film Ever Made, where you can hit swag and check out all of the cool designs that we have for your buying pleasure by way of our good friends at Tee Public, And you can email all of your your thoughts and concerns and your huzzahs to Mishow Mission at gmail.com. Michelle Mission is m i c h e a u x m i w s i o n. And the Mishou Mission is a proud member of the Podglomerate. Curated podcast for your earbuds go to thepodglomerate.com. The podglomerate, they make podcasts work. Next week on the Michaud Mission we have a very special guest. We have author of the uh, new comic book Adora and a producer from Star Trek's Picard Mark Bernardin will hey. be here live on the Michaud Mission on our regular time on Tuesday, July 20th as we review Inside Man. Is it or is it not a spikely joint? We will tell the tale next week here on the Michaud Mission. And Melinda, if people want to find out about everything that's going on with you,
2: how can they do so? They can literally just go to melindadolittle.com or they can follow me on Twitter, Instagram. It's all at indolittle.
0: We're going to get out of here Um, until next week. He's Vincent I'm Len, and in parting, we say
1: we'll see you when it's time to meet again.